0: Welcome to Midwinter Tuitions, Elocution Podcast. I am Pauline Midwinter. This week I'm going to use a poem to guide our pronunciation discussion. I'm going to use Keats to autumn, as here in England we are just at the very beginning of our autumn. The leaves are just beginning to turn and we have had a couple of windy and wet days. Yesterday, I was driving along looking at thick mist along the top of some nearby hills, and I knew instantly which poem I would use this week. Firstly, I would like to thank poetryfoundation.org, poemhunter.com, and bartleby.com for contextual information, the actual text and other useful snippets that I gleaned from their lovely websites. Keats was 23 when he wrote this poem. I think I first read it whilst I was at secondary school, so probably late teens. Then every autumn I remember it, I reread it, and I usually post about it on Facebook. This is one of Keats' most famous odes. There are A few more that he wrote in the same year of his life. So do check them out online. Keats is spelled K-E-A-T-S, by the way. So first of all, let's seek out the long vowel sounds in the first verse. This verse is a sensory glut of sibilance. All those S sounds. And glorious O's. Now the effort that our mouths take to speak the words in this verse really match the effort the season that precedes it has made to produce the fruit which we can then harvest in the autumn. Let's go through the long vowel sounds in the in the verse. Season. Season. Mellow. So here's that lovely O. Mellow. Fruitfulness. Close. Conspiring. How. Which of course is a diphthong. Load. Fruit. Vines. Round. Eaves. Trees. Fruit. Ripeness two hazel sweet two later bees they warm days cease clammy. Reading those words separately does feel quite laborious, but it's such a useful experiment. Now when I read the first verse, see if you can pick out those long vowel sounds that I identified for you. Really listen carefully and hear how I lean on the vowel sounds when they are longer. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness close bosom friend of the maturing sun, conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run, to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core, to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel, to set budding more. And still more, later flowers for the bees. Until they think warm days will never cease. For summer has 'er o'erbrimmed their clammy cells. Now if I read the short vowel sounds in isolation, you will hear very quickly that there are a lot more short vowel sounds. Of, mists and mellow, so that one has short and long. Bosom, friend of the maturing son. With him and bless. With the, that, the, thatch, run. Now this entire next line is apart from the beginning and end words, are short vowel sounds. Bend with apples the mossed cottage and fill with swell and plump the shells wither set budding and still until Think, will never. And then the last line, summer has brimmed clammy cells. So those are the short vowel sounds. Now, if we think briefly about intonation before we read the poem with the long vowel sounds and the short vowel sounds. So we think about the intonation now, the rhythm is pretty regular for the majority of this poem. Not for the entirety of it, but for the majority. Parts of it are very clear iambic pentameter, which is that wonderful de-dum, 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 de-dum. So, listen out for that rhythm. Listen out for the long sounds, the short sounds, and the rhythm. And here is the poem in its entirety. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, close bosom friend of the maturing sun, conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run, to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core, to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel, to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees, until they think warm days will never cease, for summer has brimmed their clammy cells. Who hath not seen thee oft amid thy store? Sometimes whoever seeks abroad may find thee sitting careless on a granary floor, thy hair soft lifted by the winnowing wind, Or, on a half-reaped furrow, sound asleep, drowsed with the fume of poppies, while thy hook spares the next swathe and all its twined flowers. And sometimes, like a gleaner, thou dost keep steady thy laden head across a brook, or, by a cider-press, with patient look, thou watchest the last oozing's Hours by hours. Where are the songs of spring? Ay, where are they? Think not of them. Thou hast thy music too. While barred clouds bloom the soft dying day and touch the stubble plains with rosy hue. Then in a wailful choir the small gnats mourn Among the river sallows, borne aloft, Or sinking as the light wind lives or dies. And full-grown lambs loud bleat from hilly-born, Hedge-crickets sing, and now with treble soft The red-breast whistles from a garden croft, And gathering swallows, twitter in the skies. Reading poetry is a fantastic way to work on your pronunciation. If you use traditional poetry, you have the advantage of the rhyming patterns, so you can work on consistency of vowel sound. It also helps you realise how important punctuation is for pausing, for taking that breath that you need. It also helps you create intonation in the correct way. Rhythm will aid this, as will the... Uh, the rhyming as well so I hope you enjoyed listening to and examining a little poem today and maybe you could go and check out Keats online there's so many beautiful poems out there or maybe just look up some poems all about autumn have fun and let me know how you get on